Hello and welcome everybody to the Slingshot Group Podcast. Today is a little bit of a different podcast. We uh, wanted to cover something timely. All of you are out there in podcast world and church leadership dealing with the craziness that is COVID-19, the coronavirus. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we get to do as I'm sitting here, by the way, with my buddies, as always, David Miller and Keith Robinson, we get to talk to a lot of great churches. I don't know about you guys. I've been on the phone on video calls all day today and hearing some pretty amazing stuff. And so we thought it'd be a great idea as we love to pollinate different awesome ideas. How can, how can churches best serve their communities and congregation and also their staff? Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to bring all these ideas and maybe help you guys as you're leading through this and probably kind of scared as to what the future may hold. We want to give you the best tools that we can to help you lead forward with boldness. And uh, so I think we've got some really cool stuff to uh, talk through. And I think it's going to, going to help you guys as you're, as you're leading your, your churches and and ministries. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that as we dive in, um, you know, this, this phrase keeps kind of coming to mind for me and is that uh, obstacles are where creativity is born. Yeah. And, and the church right now um, has this opportunity uh, to be light in the midst of fear and confusion, which I know that is, yep. that is being broadcast <laughs> loud. And, and that is the, that, that, that is like the thing that is most paramount is to be this light in the midst of all of it. Um, but there's this secondary thing where we can be rethinking our ideas, our tactics, our staff, our um, just all of it. We, this is an opportunity for yeah, us yeah. to really dive in on a, on a deeper level and, and, and really tinker a little bit. This is, this is yeah. going to change the way we do church, probably really, in a I good really way. There's some, yeah. some things we're going to go, wow. We did yeah. that, and that was pretty awesome. Let's yeah, keep remember doing when? That. Remember when we used to, you know, yeah. fill in the blank. It'll change now. For all the digital makers out there that have been creating content for years and talking about online church and pushing online church and, you know, building teams for online Jeez. church. This, I, yeah. I see that. Moment. I told you so. Look <laughs> on your face. No, it's <laughs> not that. I think I think there's a, a sense of like we finally get to be unleashed yeah. uh, to do Let's the thing. Do this that God's put in our heart to reach people because right now crisis has forced us with very few options, right? Because in the absence of physical gatherings, we have to pivot to an online strategy to engage yeah. people. Yeah. I, well, that, there, there are two groups of people, Keith, right now. And I thought of you a bunch this week um, who are, who are doing little dances because they, they, they went from uh, maybe not having a voice to being, you know, two of the most needed people on your staff and in, in one and mainly for those larger um, churches and nonprofits out there is the IT person. I mean yeah. that, you know, I was talking to a, a guy that is the IT person for a large church here in Southern California. And, and he was like, man, I am the most popular guy on staff right now because we've got hundreds of computers and all these things and everyone needs my help with something. Everyone's so going home with a laptop. Well, that's it. And so he feels very popular these days. And then that second one is the, that comms pastor, that person who is producing content, making sure that, that everything is uh, congruent across all platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, 
that's that that's what it is and that's so it's, it. it's funny just I hear chasing your, their pastor around right yeah. now with their camera oh I, I hear your voice in in my in the back of my mind keith as you know from our recent uh comms lab you know where it's just all of these communications leaders in the same room trying to trying to figure out how they can help their lead pastor to to jump on board and it's like well man here here it is right so yeah. so you know, we we broke this down into into two categories for you, as Vance said. Uh, the first one is is around community and congregation. So we just wanted to share a couple um, stories and and ways that we've seen churches really serving uh, their communities and congregations. So why don't you guys you go ahead and dive into first thing that comes to mind for you? I've got a good one. So I was on a church uh, call with an executive pastor earlier today, and. Every call we start with, hey, what are you guys doing? What's going on? Yeah. So this is this is one thing that I think this is so kingdom minded, and I had never thought about this before. So we had already we've already mentioned everybody's going digital, right? Everybody's going mm-hmm. to streaming platforms, and I would say a lot of churches have. What the one thing that this church is doing? They reached out to a local church. That's a smaller church, didn't have the same resources. That, and they're opening up and using having their tech team come in and giving them this other church an opportunity to record their service yes. so that they can use it later to stream. And so what a beautiful picture of the body of Christ. Is there, there's got to be a church somewhere down the street yeah. that doesn't have HD video equipment, that isn't connected, that isn't doing a streaming service, but still has a congregation. That's that a needs a pastor. tear down, maybe that just yeah. needs to uh, needs a, an opportunity. Maybe it's hurt. a maybe it's a church plant. Maybe it's so who and be proactive with reaching out to those people and saying, how can we help you guys mm-hmm. serve the people that you're serving? So, yeah, I thought that was really awesome. Just the the not being selfish and just being helping helping set up other pastors and other churches well to serve the people that they're already serving. Yeah, so I good. That. What about you, Keith? Do you have something that, that jumps to mind for you? Yeah, you know, going back to what uh, we said when we opened this conversation, Vance, you mentioned pastors reaching out, um, you know, and and saying, what do we do? What's our next step? And that conversation started last Monday, and at least for us. And then all of a sudden, fast forward now, um, churches have gone through a weekend of online church. Yeah, uh, the church went digital and went online. Man, I my the church still exists, guys. The church like, still exists. It was just Jesus everywhere, and I loved it. And I think that now what churches are doing is saying, okay, we're gonna not only do we need an online service, but we now need an online strategy. Yeah. And so one of the things yep. that I that I'm seeing is just people running to this in a way that says, how do we get our content out? and deliver our content to our people. And so the the thing that I'm been most impressed with was just, it's just the churches that said, we didn't have digital a week ago, but we all have iPhones and yeah. we have an internet connection and the people that come to our church need to hear from us. And so I think just the ability to publish and not polish right now and just mm-hmm. say it totally. and put it out there, that's yeah. what I'm seeing churches doing and I'm celebrating it. Um, yeah, Keith, I, I love that. Actually, uh, one of the churches that I think did this digital thing really, really well um, was Trinity Grace in uh, the Tribeca campus in, in New York. Man, I had a friend send me um, a link to their stuff. I didn't see it when they first went out. They sent me a link. And the way that they did it, there was something about 
the tone of it. Yeah. So there are church, plenty of churches had well done live streams um, that I think are really good, but it felt like Trinity Grace, this their Tribeca campus. Um, it felt like they uh, were intentional for this moment, and so their worship was well done, not somber, but not celebratory in the same way. Um, now. That that's not fair because they have David Gunger as their uh, worship leader, yeah, who is on. like that's like a dream, you know. I mean, that's amazing. Right. You know, the Brilliance is one of my absolute favorite bands, and so, um, so that's that's not totally fair. But as far as tone, we can start to kind of see a little bit of of what it is. And I love they had this one trick, and I talked to them a little bit. They said it was really easy. Um, they they did black and white for the worship, and then when the pastor came up to speak, they switched it to color. And that one Very kind cool. of visual cue yeah. was was so captivating and helped me to know, oh, we're in a different part of the service now. Th- yep. This now yeah. changes the dynamic of what we're doing. And so, um, you know, I'll try and put a link maybe on you know yep. in our in our show notes for this to to go to their live stream. Uh, I think they actually call their like it's like uh, Tribeca Campus slash Digital Church, which I thought was very cool as well. So I thought that was really cool, David. On that note, I think that's something really important that is something that pastors and leaders, we now have to get our heads around. And that is that our social media channels and these digital platforms, they're not just platforms, they're environments. And what you're talking about is they created a digital experience. They change mood in the same way in a worship experience where the lights will come up or come down depending on mood and the feeling and the flow of the worship experience, not in a manipulative way, but to say, hey, we understand that we're humans and this is how we interact in our environment. Right, right. So as we release more and more digital makers, content makers, I think it's an opportunity like never before to not only just unleash that creativity, which will certainly draw people to the story, to the gospel and connect them, but it it's really an opportunity to create an environment that people will hang out in. Yeah. Because yeah, well, I want to stay like in that kind of environment. Well, and not just just having a copy paste experience of well, here's what they would have experienced if they were in the room. Right. That we understand they're not in the room. And guess what? It's not that they're not in the room because they chose not to be. They're not in the room because they can't be. Yeah. And so it's one thing to have, um, you know, that those of us that have online campuses and and are streaming all the time to stream very similar to what's happening in the room because that is for the person that either couldn't make it or right. or but it's with the room decide. in mind yeah it's, it's, it's more we with created the room in it mind. first these live streams and and the churches that i'm seeing do this trinity just being one trinity grace just being one of them um have have been intentional in the way they utilize um digital yeah and, yeah. and they didn't you know, copy paste, they created something specific for the moment. And I think that as we get better at this, um, cause we're going to ha- have to get better yeah. at it as well, we continue to get better at it. We'll have more and more of those to point so to in those experiences. The moral is create what we're doing, our content for the weekend right now with the, the user end user experience, not yeah. just a, Hey, we're iPhone, doing, we're computer, pretending we're yeah. doing services normal. I saw a lot of, we're just doing services normal there just happens to be nobody here in right, the, right. in the room yeah. to think through okay this is a totally different experience we created the lights and the haze and so that yes. this room feels good like i love what you said keith of how do we digitally like lower and raise the lights what are the yes. things that changes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and and one of the things i looked at the stream that you're talking about david 
is they they did more of an unplugged uh, approach to worship, and it was they were clustered all together. It so that it, and, yeah, it felt intimate instead of this pa- long, panning, wide, big yeah. stage, which again is made for the, the people room. that are in the room. Yeah, but right. if we're looking at several weeks of we're doing digital services, let's do it differently. Let's yeah, think it. about the digital experience first, not the room yeah. experience. A year ago, I had a conversation with a pastor at a, a large church who called me and said, hey, we've got to rethink communications at, at the core of who we are. We're a traditional church. We've been around a long time, you know, large church, thousands of members and a wide reach. And he said, what do we need to be thinking about? And I said, the future belongs to the leaders who will think digital first. And he just went back on his heels. This is a church with traditional media buys and television spots and things around the country. And um, not in an effort to diminish that influence, but instead to say, you actually will extend your reach for less money by doing this. Yes. And yeah. here's a great example. This week, and this was shared on a, on a, on a communications group uh, page, I think on, on Facebook, but there was a band, a, a, a very little known band of, uh, you know, that had a, a sold out show in LA and their sold out show was 200 in that venue and it got yeah. canceled because LA shut down, uh, you know, gatherings last week. And so um, they, w- they decided to go live and uh, do a live stream. They had 12,000 viewers watch yeah. that video yeah. live. Yeah. yeah, they're they're on the map now, yeah. uh, th- and when so when we say opportunity, I think that's the thing we're we're talking yeah, about. This here. is not the lesser. This is the new, and I yes. think that's this is not like a oh shoot we have to do it this way. I I think that the ones that are going to do well are those churches who look at it through the lens of we get to try something new. Uh, mm. so let's let's take let's go out of streaming for a minute. Um, you know what are you seeing other things within the community that that churches are doing that, that are, are impactful we can learn from? I was going to add this, that um, one of the things I've, I've seen some uh, churches do, heard of them doing, not to cause panic or to cause fear, but in the absence of physical gatherings and sending their staff home, um, if, if you're in an area that's been hit by this, um, consider opening your building to, um, to health professionals to use your church as a testing center. Um, obviously, this would only happen if you're completely shut down. But some some ha- have asked, hey, what do we do? We've got this building. We're going to be sitting here in the dark. Is there a way we can serve our community? And that's just one of the ways that I've heard uh, actually a couple of churches offering up their facility in that way just to help to be Great. first responders. Uh, there's, a, there's a church that we do. We've done a placement and also are currently doing some coaching uh, with them, their children's ministry team this last weekend uh, prepared all the bags and like pre, pre-made bags with supplies mm. for families to be, to do small group and large group together. So they had, they had video that they had prepared that families could watch on YouTube together. And then they just did a drive-by where the families drove in, they handed them a bag and then the, the families go home and have all the materials and everything prepackaged for them to do church at home. And I think there's a huge opportunity for wow. us, especially in family ministry, children's ministry, student ministry, yeah. to even leverage the, the, um, the influence of parents in the spiritual formation of their kids like never before. They yeah, can't fall back on the church. And so there's a huge opportunity for 
children's and student ministries to lean into that, to set them up and help parents maybe do something they've never done before, you know, lead their kids in a way that they haven't um, before. So that's one thing. And, And a lot of times, you know, we've got all this curriculum that we use, especially in children's ministry, it's digital. And so figure out how easy is it just to email uh, the the curriculum to you know the small group part of the curriculum to yeah. to churches. It doesn't I, have to be a big production. I think that's something mm-hmm. that I've seen um, our friends over at Grow do really well. Oh, they're, know, with yeah, their, they're with their curriculum. There's they've been really helpful in the midst of this, and already it was very editable and helpful. But but man, to make it available on even a smaller scale, you know, for those different rooms, they're, they're responding in a cool way. Can we? So let's. I love where that is. I mean, that's, that's really good. Let's move over. Um, I think that right now, a lot of church, all churches are thinking about, they're caring for, they're doing the best they can to love their community and their congregation. Um, what I'm finding in some of my conversations is that they're forgetting, maybe they're forgetting to care for their staff. And, 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 and here's the way that I would, I would, kind of put that right now we are leaning on our staff in a brand new way there are people on your team yeah. who are learning things they have never done before they're doing it for the first time they're doing it on a large scale and so a how brand do new we, job description yeah so yeah, how do we lean do. in with our staff as we're leaning on our staff you know That's how good. how do we um see that and so you know mm. i, I Anyway, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out first. I've got a couple of really fun examples of things that I'm seeing. Um, but what are you guys seeing in ways that they are loving their staff? Well, I'm seeing that I use Zoom all day. And I'm telling you guys, there's something with the bandwidth on Zoom because everybody is on Zoom. It is, yep. effect, it's, it is affecting the way that we use Zoom. But I think just keeping some semblance of normalcy, yeah. of continuing to meet, instead we're social distancing but instead of isolation we can be socially distant and not isolated that's proximity social distancing is in physical proximity but you should not feel socially distant from your team digitally and emotionally you know there there, there, there's there's a way for us to even come closer there's a church that i'm working with right now who is they are um, implementing every other day a 10 o'clock and a two o'clock. So think about driver's test, right? At 10 and two, they are doing um, check-in calls with their staff. Yeah. So anyone on the staff, they're getting a chance to sit down with the, with the leadership of the, of the church um, just to let them know, not, not only to accomplish things, actually they have other meetings that they're trying to accomplish things at 10 and two is the chance for the leadership and, and the staff to check in on each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. to get on whether it's Zoom, phone calls, you know, to 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 Skype in or you know any of that, just so that they realize because we're social creatures, yeah. um, leaders like don't forget to check in on your staff because right. they are looking to you not only as their boss but in these moments of fear they are looking to you for care and yeah. leadership. Yeah. And so I've loved seeing that church you know implement the ten and two strategy. Yeah, that's good. And that, you know, being a virtual company, we have a certain unfair advantage right now to kind of speak into this because for the last four years of my life, um, and uh, I know you guys have been doing it even longer, this is my norm. 
Right. And this I don't see you guys, right, Vance. I, I I wish that you got to see me more. Uh, in I person. really do too. <laughs> I, I like the turnaround there. I Absolutely. wish you got to see me more. <laughs> but but at the same time, like we get, I feel like we're together because we're in this same digital room. Uh, what, so looking what does at each that? Other. What is it? I mean, Zoom is one of it. Intentional meetings, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe even getting off examples for a minute. Let's use our company. I mean. Uh, I know that um, text threads are yes. are good. We on on a bunch yes. of our on our coaching team. Uh, man, when I was doing stuff, especially with the next gen team, there's this there's this text thread that was developed over it's years, going all is, the time. It's and there's thirteen going, of us pinging. It's celebrations, it's well, memes, it's, it's birthdays, yeah, it's, it's all of everything, it. and it's yeah. so fun. It feels like we do life together through those text threads, and I think that's yeah. really cool. What and what yeah. else? What else helps us to stay connected the way you guys are talking about? I think it's just just having having impromptu conversations. Yeah. I'm driving somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I'm calling somebody on my team. Yep. There's, you know, for me, because I have, I'm, I'm one of 13 people that are on my team that I'm leading and managing. I can't waste an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, to wait for them to reach out to me. Right. I, I've got to reach out to them and be, be proactive in yeah, that's leadership. because I'm dull, because it's digital. We do, I, you churches right now, you don't have the luxury of having physical proximity. And so you have to lean in by reaching out, being proactive, having that phone call. So it's, yeah, the group stuff is great, but it's also just making those phone calls, shoot, shooting texts, being more intentional relationally yep. instead of relying. We, the one thing it was a huge transition for me from being working at a church where there, you know, was a literal yes. water cooler yeah, yep. uh, and a literal hallway, uh, you really, when you're outside of that and into the reality that we live in and now all of these church leaders are in now is you don't understand the value of the hallway until yeah. the hallway is gone. Yeah. The air and quotes, so, the quote unquote accidental conversation, the impromptu exactly. conversation. Exactly. You have to recreate so that. You have, have to, to recreate that. And, and with that, we have to remember bring that shepherding heart into that. I heard Stan this morning, we were uh, our co-founder Stan Endicott, we were on a podcast with Ed Stetzer this morning and he reminded, you know, leaders that were listening, pastors, you are shepherds. Mm-hmm. And, and this means that for our teams that we lead, it's an opportunity to lean in and to shepherd them because there are real fears that church staff are facing. And at yeah. Slingshot, we, we see those fears on days unlike the ones that we're living in now where leaders call and say, what's my next best move? And so because of that, I think that senior leaders, one of the things that I'm seeing them do um, in the absence of physical gatherings is just calling prayer for their staff. Like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to get in the room digitally, virtually through zoom. Uh, If you can only join on audio, but at 8 a.m., 8.30, whatever that is, we're going to start the day with a word of encouragement, with a word of prayer. And and, and spiritual leaders right now uh, and and pastors, we we have to shepherd our staff and we have to become the chief reminding officer about what really matters in this season. Yes, that's good. That's good, Keith. When it comes to um, like right now, staffing is such an important piece of this. And we've talked a tiny bit about it, but it's, you know, 
we're in the midst of a bunch of searches, you know, churches that have been interviewing for months and are coming down to the final stretch where they're ready to make their offers and bring new team members on. And this can be both a really exciting time and in, in this season, even a, a kind of a scary time. Um, you know, one, there's a church that I'm working with uh, here in California where um, that's their story. They, they, they're actually at the very end. They actually already have the offer written. Um, this candidate doesn't live in, in this in state. And there are, you know, they're, they've just been wondering this last week, like, what, well, now what do we do? Um, and so, man, I, I was on uh, with their elders the other day and with their lead pastor. And, and they said something, they said, they said, we need to adapt to our current reality and mm-hmm. realize that it, it's not going to be what it was yeah. potentially for at least a little while, you know, whether it's weeks or months. Um, and, and so what they're planning to do is they're actually going to make an offer to this um, youth, to a youth pastor. They're going to, they're going to make the offer to this youth pastor um, who c- cannot come and start working with them is going to stay in the state he's in and, and actually be the youth pastor 100% virtually until yep. they open their offices again. And, the, and, 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 and man, like I almost jumped out of my seat when they told me about it. It's like, um, you know, yeah, yes. we, we're, we're going to use zoom. We're going to introduce them to all the parents. We're going to introduce them to all of the students. Um, like he's going to, he's so good. He's already. And in this case, he's already like a digital native, right? He's a millennial. Yep. So already knows how to use these platforms really well so good. to engage with our students. And what we're anticipating is that he will engage for as long as it takes um, from the state that he's in. So different time zone, even from the state that he's in, he's going to engage with our students intentionally online. And when he gets here, that will have created so much anticipation yeah. for his arrival when they get to run up and give him a hug and be like, you're here. I mean, yeah. and so man, like, how cool like, is that going to be? So good. Well, and, and, and how cool is that one? Um, that I find that actually they're caring for their congregation in that as mm-hmm. well as they're caring for their staff mm-hmm. in that yeah. they're caring for their congregation. Hey, you've been without um, a leader in this place. We're going to make sure that that changes. And for this new hire, how valued he must feel. Yeah, to be able to, in the midst of all of this stuff, like like people right now are worried about whether they're going to have a job. Some people are worried about that. This is someone in the in the thick of it, week one or two here, right? They're like, you know, he's like, I'm I'm actually just got a job, mm-hmm. and I'm ready to engage in a brand new way. And so, wow. you know, man, that's, that's a fan. That, he's going to be a fan for life. I mean, that Literally. that that, yeah. that changes the whole thing. So, um, yeah. What else? Well, yeah, and I've seen something similar too. Um, just this morning, you know, received an inquiry from a, a church in Texas that said, "Can you help us find staff? On uh, you know, for digital strategies, we need a digital content creator, digital strategist, social media strategist." And so, I think this is an opportunity for churches, and we keep talking about it like that because more people can learn about your church in this season potentially than ever before. And so I think the with ones that are leaning, impact. with right. a lasting, there's something different. It's great if you if you have a great worship experience, that's amazing. Um, but to be in a position now where people will remember you for years to come because of the way you served this community, because of the yeah. way you served your team, it will change everything about the way you were perceived. So, yep. I, well, guys, I love that. that's good stuff. Uh, this episode of the Slingshot Podcast. Shilling Shot Group Podcast is brought to you by Zoom Digital Meetings. 
that's what it feels like. Um, Zoom, if you want to sponsor us, you can. Yeah, just put, we're ready. Just, just putting Eight. that out there. We are open. Thousand uh, is, is spelled T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D. <laughs> this was fun, guys. It's so cool what we get to do, and uh, it's amazing that the church is going to prevail through this. This is just a season, and let's shoulder this together. So everybody, if you if you need help, find somebody. You, if you've got a problem, reach out. There's somebody that has the solution. Feel free to reach out to us. If, if we can help you in any way, uh, we'd be happy to. We are praying for you. We're praying for your church. We're praying for your health. And uh, the church is going to win. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today on the Slingshot Group podcast. We'll catch you next time.